Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Matt Ruttenberg. He is the Chief Marketing Officer at Life Inc. Retirement Services, which is a company that helps uh, set up and administer 401k plans based in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Matt. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Just get a little bit of your background of you and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, sure. I, I've, I've been in the industry and many corners of the industry uh, for about 20 years now. I uh, started with the individual financial planning and, and wanted to become more of a specialist uh, instead of more of a general practitioner from the financial planning realm. So um, in that meantime, I, I, I built up a significant 401k um, book of business, and, and then I merged with Life Inc. Retirement Services, and uh, who, who I use quite a bit in the past. And, and Life Inc. Retirement Services is basically a um, 401k, independent 401k administration company where we've kind of pooled a collection of experts from, from all areas of 401ks uh, to create a kind of a, a, a higher-end service um, process for smaller businesses instead of just earmarking that level towards a, you know, large corporate size companies. So let's kind of start at the beginning of 401ks. Uh, people are familiar with them now, but when did it start and and what do these funny numbers and letters mean? Where, where, where does this whole 401k thing come from in the beginning? Yeah, the, so 401k is basically, it, it's a it's an IRS tax code. It is, is, uh, it's really under 401a. Which under 401A, we have the 403B for more of the public sector and 401K. And then there's a number of different kind of retirement plans underneath that tax code. And it's been around for many, many decades at this point. And, you know, it was a little bit more of a, a raw setup back then, a little bit more manual approach than it is these days with uh, integrations with payroll and, and technology and so on and so forth. It makes it much, much easier to implement uh, the, these things. But it really, you know, it's been around for so long. And the, origin, the original reason why, obviously, it was set up is to um, get people to start saving for their own retirement, get, get the tax breaks. And the, 401, the 401k is just, just a simple tax code. And, and the design underneath that tax code um, is much more custom than a lot of people think and a lot more... Um, there's a lot more ability and a lot more latitude in when you when you build these versus what you know what you kind of read about in blogs and what you hear about uh, maybe on podcasts and YouTube channels and so on and so forth. So being able to customize this IRS code is, is kind of where we we specialize in and, and trying to maximize the whole the whole goal is to really maximize what the business owner is doing inside of these plans. So how big is the 401k market today and what kind of influence has it had on retirement planning and people being able to save their own retirements from when it started to now? Well, I mean, I, I think to answer that question, obviously if you're in the private sector, uh, I have conversations with a lot of people who are in the public sector. So government employees where they might, some of them may have not even heard of the 401k term. Um, but if you're in the private sector, you, you realistically have heard what a 401k is and, it's basically you're if you don't own a company or you're not a business owner, uh, these are business owner 
owned or organized retirement plans. And the whole goal is to motivate your employees to save for retirement. So you have a future, not you're relying on social security or government programs. You're relying on yourself to be able to save. And like we're going to talk about here momentarily, the tax credits and, and all these new incentives to, to open a 401k plan for a small business to get your employees to get uh, saving for retirement. It's, it's, it's been, it is increased dramatically uh, since 2019 is, is this last set of tax credits and, and incentives have come through. So how much is in 401ks at this point? I mean, compared to traditional pension plans, before 401ks came along, people would get traditional pension plans to find benefit where they wouldn't make any contributions. They would just get paid a certain amount. How do the two of them yeah. compare today, 401ks versus defined benefit pensions? No, I don't know that exact number. Um, I, like you said, the defined benefit plan or pensions have fallen to the wayside uh, as of late um, because they're, one, they're, they're extremely expensive to manage and for, for the employer. Uh, there's a lot of actuaries involved and there's a lot um, of promises. You know, and the best way to explain, <clears throat> excuse me, the difference between these two, the defined benefit plan is the you're promising a benefit in the future. You're not defining the contribution like you do in a defined contribution plan, which is a 401k plan, a simple IRA, except you're defining how much you're putting in, but there's no promise on the tail end. The defined benefit plan is where you're promising the future value instead of today's value. So it's this, it's a much more difficult way to manage it, but um, you know, they're still there, uh, but the larger companies like the Fords and GMs, where they're, where you've probably heard for a long time now, they're trying to buy out these pensions um, with a with a, a lump sum. They're trying to get out of these costs, these expensive costs. So uh, the market has absolutely moved towards the the foreign K plans and other types of defined contribution plans in order to um, have a little bit more control and less cost to initiate these plans. Because traditionalists would say that basically what the companies are doing is shifting the responsibility for retirement from the company to the individual um, and, and yes. saving them a lot of money. And if, if they make bad investment choices or the stock market goes down, that's not the company's problem anymore. Is that one of the motivations behind phasing out to find benefit plans and, and offering 401ks instead? Yeah, you know, that's a great that's a great way to look at it. And there's there's a lot of. Um, newer features and when i say newer within the last you know two decades i guess um but you know there's something called a qdia feature and a Q, it's basically a, the default fund um where if an employee were to start contributing into the 401k where does the money gonna go who's who who's choosing that fund and it's not you know the original plan was the owner of the company they were the ones managing this pool of assets that, that's gone to the wayside to where now it's on the individual level, choosing the investments and choosing how it's going to be invested. But then there was getting, they were getting a lot of employees contributing, but not choosing their investments. So it's sit into a money market or something like that. So they, they've created these features to where uh, the default fund, if you will, which is, I'd say nine times out of 10, a target date fund where you'll see a you know, the 2050 fund or the 2030 fund. And that's going to be 
where uh, those years in those targeted fund is where the employee is going to turn roughly around retirement age to so 65 ish. And it'll automatically go towards a more conservative portfolio as you reach that retirement age. And then on the other side of things, looking at the defined benefit plan, it's absolutely up to the employer to hit a target rate of return deemed by the actuaries. So basically, let's just keep it simple, call it 5%. If the, the fund is not hitting that 5% mark, then it's up to employer to ante up. On the other side of it, if it goes too high, then that's less out of pocket, which is less um, uh, qualified contributions and tax write-offs that the employer can put into it. So it's this, it's this target, and if they miss it, they have to ante up or ante down to get to that point. So it's a much, much um, easier, and it's definitely moving that, I guess you could say liability, moving that over to the employee. But that's been a problem lately because interest rates have been so low for so long. Mm -hmm. Fund benefit plans have had high targets of what, seven or eight or nine percent, and not come close to meeting them because bonds and so on are yielding two and three percent. And they've been missing this for a long time. Is that a problem? You know, it's it's usually um, it's usually applied to let's just kind of keep it simple. Let's just call it like the prime rate, which adjusts. So we'll we'll have it targeted towards the prime rate, for example, and then as the rates go up, it, it, it's a moving target from year to year. Um, you know, the the problem comes when the employer is trying to manage the funds themselves. So this comes into play more of like the solo world, the solo entrepreneur where there's no employees and they want to take that the liability on themselves for themselves, right? They, they're not going to sue themselves. So they try to hit that target um, because they don't care if there's a down market, you know, and a defined contribution plan, that's easy. A 401k, that's easy. If the, mar if the market goes down, the stock market goes down, then it's on them. But when we move to the defined benefit, uh, you are an employee of your own company and the IRS is going to look at it that way in the defined benefit world. So even if you do miss your target, you still have to get into, you still have to ante up. And uh, what happens is you might not have that cash flow that year or, or so there's a down year in your, in your industry or something like that and you can't afford to ante up and then all of a sudden the, the um, plan goes out of compliance. So those are, it is a moving target and is based on, you know, year to year economics, but it, it's not, uh, it's still more to it than that. It's more solo entrepreneurs who are managing the money on their own is where they really get into trouble. Um, and when they're trying to get a little bit overzealous and try to beat the markets and so on and so forth. So a balanced portfolio is usually the best route. Yeah. In general, do you think employees are doing a pretty good job of managing their 401ks into how they're allocating amongst the choices they're being given? Um, yeah. You know, lately, if, if the conversation, uh, enrollment meetings are very important. And, you know, if, if you're able to, if we're able to get into an enrollment meeting and have these conversations with the employees, <clears throat> passive investing long-term tends to be better uh, than trying to beat the market. So um, keeping, the port, keeping the menu of funds somewhat more simple uh, allows them to kind of, I don't want to call it, I guess a set it and forget it strategy, if you will, in tr instead of trying to jump from, uh, you know, 
one one in indice to another or one uh, specialized fund inside the the inside the menu as well. So keeping it as simple as possible and educating them is absolutely the most important piece because mass majority of employees are not speaking to a financial planner or financial advisor inside of the plan or out, excuse me, outside of the company. Most of them are relying on the 401k professional like ourselves to educate. And, and a lot of times they're tr- they actually move towards asking the employer and, and that is an absolute, um, I guess, no-no, or you should really not try to get into that because um, if you're doing more of a DIY plan, um, then you're gonna, you can really hurt yourself. You don't want to give your employees investment advice. Let's just put it that way. Keep it simple. There, there have been, as you say, a lot of employees ask the human resources department anyway for you know, where should I move my money and how should I allocate amongst mm-hmm. choices. There have been some, I guess, safe harbors is the right word to allow them to give some general advice as opposed to the past because they want to avoid liability if something goes wrong. Yeah, and, and that's where those default uh, features come into play. And, and choosing a good uh, record keeper or also known as the custodian, um, most of them will have tools like a retirement planning tool or a calculator of some sort, and it'll help them um, create their own portfolio inside of it. Um, the safe harbor rules are more for on the business owner's protection, which we can get into that as well. And, uh, but as far as the tools, making sure that you have a good forward facing um, or, or employee facing website or, or that you have partners who are going to help you with these things, that is, that is very important um, because it, 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 can, it can hurt you. It can hurt you. You don't want to rely on, you don't want your employees relying on HR or the employer to give those in, uh, investment advice. Yes, very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Matt Gruttenberg. He's the Chief Marketing Officer at Life Inc. Retirement Services. And you can find out more at his website, 401k.expert. We'll be back after this. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet. It's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. 
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Matt Ruttenberg. He is a 401k expert, chief marketing officer at Life, Inc. Retirement Services based in Columbus, Ohio. You can find out more at his website, 401 k expert. Welcome back to the show, Matt. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate it. So in 2022, there was a major piece of legislation affecting 401ks called the Secure 2.0 Act. Let's go through some of the most important uh, parts of that law and how that will affect things, starting with the uh, tax credits. Explain how that works. Yeah, Secure 2.0, it, it, it definitely passed in the 11th hour of 2022 and uh, was implemented into 2023 immediately. So um, there's, there's been a lot of movement and a lot of uh, conversations recently about it, but um, there, there, it is one of the most significant changes to the 401k industry in general. And it, it was an improvement on Secure One Point, uh, well, I guess the Secure Act um, in 2019. And, you know, there's, a, there's various changes uh to the to the 401k plans but the most significant as of to, as of now is the tax credits and, and when i say significant i i can't say i can't say it enough um we, we've created a tax credit calculator that you can you can get on our website and and calculate it for yourself but uh we're, we're getting tens of thousands of dollars of annual tax credits um for these employers uh, depending on the size of your company, as long as you're over, excuse me, as long as you're under 100 employees, you can qualify for for some of these. And prior to 2019, which is the original Secure Act, there's a $500 tax credit for the first three years. That's it. That's all you got. There's no incentive for these business owners to get a, a push. And since then, you can absolutely see that there is a push for people saving on their own. And in 2019, the Secure 1.0 uh, implemented an extra $250 per employee up to $5,000 a year or half of your, your out-of-pocket expense, meaning your administration costs, your record keeper cost, not the match or not the contribution, but the out-of-pocket expenses. Now, fast forward to 2022, December of 2022, they have... Uh, taken those, they kept those previous two tax. So the $500 uh, auto enrollment tax credit has now been added. So as long as you you create an opt out plan for your employees, that's an easy $500 tax credit. Then they have the $250 per employee, but instead of 50%, it's a hundred percent for the first three years. So uh, $250 per non-highly compensated employee, which a non-highly compensated employees, if, if your employee is making under $150,000 and they're not an owner or a child of an owner or a spouse of an owner. So if you are a highly compensated employee, uh, you are basically held to the same standards as the owner with annual testing and so on and so forth that we can get into later. But 
as far as the tax credits, $250 per non-highly compensated employee. And then they've added even more. So instead, so they bumped it up from 50% to 100% for your out-of-pocket, uh, we call it administration credit, right? So the administration cost. So that's up to 100%. Now they've also added a contribution credit, which is significantly more depending on how many employees you have. Now it's up to $1,000 per year for anyone who makes under the $100,000 limit, okay? So if, if you have an employee, including yourself, if you're paying yourself under 100,000, from what we can read in the, in, in the legislation, but uh, it's $1,000 per year to offset the match or contribution. And this is absolutely allowing us to design these net zero plans for the first couple of years before these tax credits start to run down and and diminish over the first um, couple of years. So uh, some of them turn off after three years and then uh, the contribution credits, uh, it's 100% of the thousand for the first two and then it goes down to uh, 75%, 50. So after five years, all your tax credits are gone, but it allows us to design these net zero tax, or excuse me, net zero plans for the first couple of years to help get these plans in front of the employees. So the, the purpose of this is to give major incentives to employers to offer 401k plans that they've not had in the past. And, and do you think it's, yeah. is it working? Are, are employers offering plans that they didn't in the past? Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, I, we speak to uh, many people a day, uh, several people per day, and uh, most of them are really just kind of trying to figure out what's available. It, it's a vast world. The retirement, you know, we're talking about 401ks, you know, there's simple IRAs, SEPs, and all sorts of different plans there's dozens of them and in trying to figure out what's available is step one and the fact that they're trying to figure out okay what's it going to cost me and and the real the real cost comes in the match and we've had a lot of people that will start a plan with no match or no contribution in the past and this is going to allow them to do the match or the contribution to the employee which is in then in turn incentivizing the employee to contribute because they're getting quote unquote free money from their, from their employer. But so it, it, there's been an absolute uptick in the first quarter of this year. Because they're getting the tax credit, it costs the employer a lot less to match than it did in the past. Is what you're saying. Ab absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also part of the, the secure act 2.0 was raising the required minimum distribution age. How does that work? Um, yeah, so this has been increasing for the last couple of years. Um, prior uh, to this was 70 and a half, and then it was going up to 72. And then they simply are pushing it back to 75. Um, but that's not going to be until, uh, I think it's the year 2025 is when they'll, uh, when they'll push that back. Um, so yeah, that's going to be for the required minimum distributions. And I'm glad you brought this up because there's a lot of confusion on what's going on with that. And I got a lot of uh, negative comments when he posts on social media on this. And it's really, it's actually not forcing people to take these 401ks. Um, what it's doing is it's pushing it back. So it's actually uh, keeping, a lot of people are working longer, they're living longer, so they wanted to push this back and not require people to uh, start taking the withdrawals out of their 401k plan. Yeah. Uh, also, it's uh, allowing plans to uh, provide participants 
with the option of receiving employer matching or non-elective distributions on a on a Roth basis. So how does that work? Yeah, this this is quite confusing, actually. Um, so and this is going to be like on the match. And, and honestly, we've spoken to some of the biggest record keepers on this and they're still their lawyers are still trying to work through this. But by the end of this year, this is implemented into uh, or for 2023 is um, so the match is generally or the contributions are generally uh, pre-tax because it's a tax benefit to the employer. Um, now, through Secure 2.0, they're going to allow an employee to say, I want that in a Roth basis. And it, meaning 100%. So if the employee wanted to contribute into the Roth bucket of their own contribution, in essence, they could have uh, a big Roth and uh, their entire 401k plan could be Roth. And the, these record keepers are still trying to work through that because it is a massive change to how they're, they're, the record keeping portion of it is how are they tracking all this? Because it's, it's turning uh, four to five different uh, buckets that they need to track, whether it's pre-tax, post-tax, is it a match? What's the vesting schedule? Now they're adding a whole nother and doubling of this to, to all those categories and now adding the Roth. And the other piece of that is Historically, uh, the simple IRA has always been pre-tax for everybody, whether you're an employee or an employer, and which has been a major uh, downside to the simple because a lot of people understand and want that Roth contribution because of the long-term tax benefits, and that wasn't available in the quote-unquote simple IRA, which is an easy turnkey way to get things going for the employer. And now that they're doing this, adding that to the platform is going to make it even better, uh, a, a better offering to these employers and employees. And, and the main difference between a simple IRA, uh, well, let me, let me actually take a step back on that. Um, if, if the retirement plan says IRA at the end of it, so a simple IRA, SEP IRA, it does not require a third party administrator like ourselves. Um, it's it's a much easier process to get going. It's a little bit more plug and play, less customizable, but it can allow um, an easier implementation versus foreign K requires administration. Okay. In, in general, if employees have a choice of a Roth or a, a tax deferred account, would you think the Roth is normally the better choice to make? I'd say, yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is an individual, <clears throat> excuse me, a case-by-case -case basis. Um, the individual having a Roth in retirement is going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice here today. It, it's going to be a, a long-term strategy that will give you a tax-free bucket in retirement. And uh, the last thing you really want to do is have a fully taxable uh, retirement in place, meaning every bit of your savings is taxable. It affects your social security taxes. It affects everything. And being able to um, pivot uh, and have multiple buckets in retirement, whether it's tax-free, taxable, or untaxed, um, you, it's going to make retirement much easier because if you need to take money out in an emergency out of your nest egg and it's all been pre-taxed, meaning it has not been taxed yet, 
then you're going to have to ante up. If you need ten grand, now you need twelve thousand five hundred. And that big bucket of money you save through retirement is is diminishing very very quickly. So being able to do the Roth portion, where uh, having that balance and being able to say, okay, I'm okay paying the taxes this year, but I want my growth to be tax free when I retire. So it's a much much uh, it's, it's having a little bit of everything in a balance is a great way to look at it. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Matt Ruttenberg. He's the Chief Marketing Officer at Life Inc. Retirement Services based in Columbus, Ohio. A specialist in setting up 401k and managing administrating 401k plans. You can find out more at his website, 401k.expert. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Matt Ruttenberg. He is the Chief Marketing Officer at Life, Inc. Retirement Services in Columbus, Ohio. You can find out more at his website, 401k.expert. Welcome back to the show, Matt. Thanks, Jordan. Just give us a simple example of how those tax credits might add up and having an employer offer a 401k plan to their employees. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So let's, let's, let's look at this as we have a, a smaller company, 10 employees, um, include, which includes ownership, which puts them well into the uh, eligible category of under 100 employees. Um, but at, let's say out of those 10, we have eight employees that want to contribute which includes the employer, um, and, and everybody is making under their – everybody is considered a non-highly compensated employee. The owner is paying themselves uh, less than 100 salary, thinking maybe it's an S-corp. 
And um, th these are the tax credits that they would uh, qualify for. And there's a little more specifics in here that we can get into. But um, so years one and two, which is the absolute maximum tax credit they'd be getting, is $10,000 per year for that, that size company. So 10000 and then 10000 And uh, that's basically broken up where 8000 of that, which is how many participants there are, that goes to $1,000 per person to offset that match. And that $2,000 difference goes towards the costs of to implement the plan, which could be the implementation fee. It could be the administration fee. It could be the record keeper fee. Um, so it, goes, it starts at $10,000 and then slowly depletes uh, down per year. Um, after five years, it goes down to zero. So it's a significant amount. Yeah. There's some other parts of the SECURE Act we should go over as well. Uh, apparently, they allow small incentives from employers to encourage employees to contribute. What what kind of things are allowed there? Yeah, that, that's basically um, <clears throat> the employer was not allowed to give little incentives. And, and th these are, you know, like gift cards, basically. If you want a, you know, a, a grocery store gift card or an Amazon gift card or something like that, small incentives to say, hey, if you start implementing these 401K or if you contribute to the 401K, we'll give you a little incentive to do that. And that's basically what that, that covers. What overall is the percentage of workers that are offered 401Ks that are enrolled to it, just roughly? Yeah, um, so if, if on average, we're looking at usually um, with our company, um, looking at, you know, Life Inc. Retirement Services, we're usually looking at a, a 60 to 70 percent uh, contribute or, or not only are they eligible, but they are participating. Um, it, it, this, this varies, you know, between the type of industry, um, you know, the pay, it, it doesn't really uh, signify what kind of industry, but it's usually 60 to 70% um, is where we'll see the participation rate inside of a company. Uh, it's good to get above that it, education and eligibility, or excuse me, ongoing education is really, really important to that, um, to remind employees that it's there. And, and give them reasons why they should be participating. But the other 30% uh, just don't think they can afford to take any money out of their paycheck. Is that what it comes to? Yeah, that's basically what it, you know, they might have some personal circumstances um, that they, they can't get into it or uh, they're just not comfortable with it. Um, they, usually it's a, there's a personal reason behind it. And sometimes it's the pay. Uh, sometimes if they're not being paid, they're living paycheck to paycheck for one reason or another. That's usually the reasoning behind it. Yeah. Now, another part of the SECURE Act 2.0 is it permits matching contributions for student loan payments. Explain how that works. Yeah. Yeah. And this is coming. This is amazing. This is coming in 2024. Um, most everything else we've talked about has, is implemented for 2023 year. Um, but this, they've been trying to do this for a long time. And what this is going to do now that it's actually uh, a part of Secure 2.0 is the employer is allowed to match student loan payments instead of contributions. So if an employee has prioritized paying off their student loans versus saving for retirement because they don't want to have the interest rate or, or they want to get out of debt, then they're not going to be, they're not going to miss out on the match and this allows them to track it within the plan and the and the match is going to go into the 401k plan um instead of uh 
where the contribution goes into the plan. So the money doesn't go to pay off the student loan. It go, it's If they're paying 2,500 in student loans, the 2,500 goes into their 401k plan. Is that correct? That's correct, yep. So it, it's, it's, you're matching the student loan payments as, as opposed to the contributions for retirement. Yes, exactly right. So it's going, it's going to go, it's the, the payment, the contribution, the employee contribution pays off the loan, but the, the contribution is going to go uh, into the 401k plan. Yes. There's also permitting emergency savings accounts linked to the plan. How does that work? Yeah, so this is this is new. Um, this is this actually the Senate added this to the original um, the House of Representative uh, offering, and basically what they're going to be doing is allowing an emergency fund. I think it's twenty five hundred dollars, if I remember correctly, <clears throat> in into the plan where it's an emergency fund. So they, it's basically like almost like an SA, uh, HSA plan um, for health. It's going to be more linked towards emergency funds, up to twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, but it'll be pre-tax. And then um, my guess is they're going to have some certain requirements once once they release more information. This is going to be in 2024 as well, where it'll be, you know, similar to a health plan, health savings account. You'll have to use it towards these types of transactions is what my, is my guess on that. But that's very similar, $2,500 pre-tax, and they'll be able to use it for something like that. Yeah. Also, simple IRA plan sponsors can convert to a safe harbor for a 1K plan. How does that work? Yeah, this is this is great. Uh, so, before Secure Two, um, if an employer had a simple IRA plan and they wanted to quote unquote graduate to a 401K, um, which maybe was probably going to be like a safe harbor 401K, which we can talk about, and what they would have to do, and it's kind of like this, it, it, they were shooting in the dark, if you will, of trying to figure out the timing to do this. And you had to shut down the simple IRA in a calendar year before you could open up this, this 401k in the following year. So you had to give certain 60-day uh, requirements. So you had to notify everybody by November 1st. And if you missed it, then you had to wait a whole nother year in order to switch from a simple IRA over to the 401k. So this is really what, uh, making it much easier um, because in general, a 401k is usually uh, a better offering than the simple IRA. Um, and, and they're allowing this to do this mid-year starting next year in 2024, which is going to make everybody's life easier, um, probably more our, our lives easier on the administration side. Um, but it allows the owners of the companies to to be able to pivot mid-year without having to worry about all these requirements. And then they have a new starter 401k plan for uh, employees that don't already have a plan. How does that work? Yeah, so the starter 401k plan, we've been kind of doing this. We call, we call it, it, it's been around in a more casual sense. Um, we, we called it the uh, payroll deducted IRA, uh, basically. And, the, and it is basically a, a, a bunch of IRAs um, organized in a sense to make it feel like and look like a group retirement plan. And it comes out of the pay, payroll, which is very important. Um, you know, if, if someone's trying to save for retirement, having it come out of their paycheck is much easier for them for the most part on a psychological sense than coming out of their checking account. You know, it feels like a bill when it comes out of your checking account versus coming out of your check. 
So this is going to be a very easy, uh, the same contribution limits as an IRA, not a 401k. There's no matching or, or contribution requirements on the employer side. There's no administration. Um, it, it's quite simple. A lot of the states have already created something similar to this, and now this is going to be um, uh, just managed on the federal level. So it's, it's going to be something that's been around for a while, but they wanted to make it more of a norm, if you will. It also increases the involuntary cash-out limit for mandatory distributions to 7000 I think it has been 5000 Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, 5000 So, basically, uh, if you had employees under – so, these are terminated employees where they, they left – you know, you, you fired them or they left voluntarily. Um, if they had under $5,000 uh, in their balance, we could do a force-out rollover. And meaning uh, the the money that they had inside of the plan, you could force it out into a uh, a chosen IRA uh, custodian, usually not the best custodians around out there. And then uh, now it's increased to seven thousand. And then if you had more than that amount, then we had you could leave it in there forever if you wanted to, or uh, we reached out and, and and had you roll it out if you wanted to. But you could leave it in there if you had to, if you wanted to. And basically, what that's going to do is lower the costs to the employer because usually there's a per participant head head fee in 401k plans. So this would help, especially for larger organizations. They want to get rid of these people, basically. They're nuisances with these small amounts, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it adds up. It can add up, especially for larger companies. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. And then there's an expanded hardship withdrawal. So explain how that works. Yeah, hardship withdrawals basically are going to bypass the 10% early termination penalty um, it's a little bit. It's harder to do that inside of a foreign K, um, so it's going to allow for domestic abuse, and then it's going to allow uh, a one thousand dollar annual withdrawal for un quote unquote unforeseeable or immediate financial needs. So if there's a debt issue or something, I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, so domestic abuse and um, another thousand annually for these unforeseen circumstances financially. So that didn't exist before then. I'm sorry, say again. That did not exist before. No, yeah, but hardships were there before the hardship withdrawal rules. But it was it was it was it was kind of a narrow scope, um, medical, first time home buyer kind of thing, um, a few other little things here and there. But these are more uh, needed, in my opinion, um, circumstances. So you know you couldn't get it out for domestic abuse before, yes. and now you can. Very good. All right, we're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Matt Ruttenberg. He is the Chief Marketing Officer at Life, Inc. Retirement Services, based in Columbus, Ohio, an expert on retirement plans and 401ks. You can find out more at his website, 401k.expert. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth in Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth in Equity's program. 
There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Matt Ruttenberg, Chief Marketing Officer at Life, Inc. Retirement Services, based in Columbus, Ohio, an expert on retirement planning and 401ks particularly. His uh, website is 401k.expert. Welcome back to the show, Matt. Thanks, Jordan. There's even more in the Secure 2.0 Act we should go through, which is the auto-enrollment uh, part of it. So to explain how the new auto-enrollment might work. Yeah, so auto-enrollment, uh, so in two, 2019, they, they added the tax credit for auto-enrollment. And it's, it's pretty straightforward. There's little nuances in there, but basically having the ability to uh, have your employees opt out of a plan instead of opt into the plan, meaning they need to sign a form to say, I don't want to do this versus, you know, the, the other, the alternative. And um, so you're still getting the $500 tax credit, but in, simply in 2025, it's going to be mandatory across all new 401k plans moving forward. Okay. And then uh, the plan reduces three-year eligibility for long-term part-time workers to two years instead of three. Explain how that works. Yeah. Again, this is an improvement uh, to the Secure 1.0. Um, what they did is they had the three years. So before, 401ks were offered to full-time employees, which is 1,000 hours or more, okay? Uh, or uh, Yeah, 1,000 hours or more uh, per year. Now, what they did in Secure 1.0 is they created a second category to that, which uh, allowed part-time employees who were there between 500 and 1,000 for three consecutive years, and they had to be offered the plan. It could be a whole other set of rules and eligibility requirements as far as like age and things like that, but they did need to offer the plan. They didn't have to offer them a match. They don't need... Now, what they're doing here in 2025 is they're going to have it down to the um, uh, level of two years instead. And um, my guess is, again, you can kind of guess that it's going to be a vague uh the, 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 the rules are kind of vague at this point, um, but my guess is still going to be between the 500 to the 1,000 hours in order to participate in that. Yeah. Uh, the uh, catch-up limit for those over 60 was changed. How has how the uh, catch-up limit changed? Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, this, this one's a little bizarre um, because it's, it's a very, very narrow amount of people who get to qualify for this. Um, so the catch-up right now, is 7,500 for anyone over 50 years old. Now, for 60 to 63 years old, in that scope, it's going to go up to 10,000. And this might change between now and 2025, who knows, but uh, it's going to go up to uh, 10,000 and it's got to go into the Roth bucket, if you will. And that is the new requirement that came out in Secure 2.0. We've been watching it while it's been at, you know, on the house level. We're trying to figure out why 
they're doing that, um, and it's just an extra $2,500. But then when they put it into the Roth basis, now it kind of makes a little bit more sense. It gives them a little bit, the employee a little bit more opportunity to contribute, but they're also, you know, they're getting paid today because it's a, an after-tax contribution where the, the growth grows tax-free. Yeah. And the final thing is the Savers credit is replaced by the Savers match. Explain how that works. Yeah, we haven't gone too far into that um, that topic uh, on our end, just because it's more on the personal side instead of the individual side. Um, but there, there is a lot of information that I can pass on to you uh, on how that works. But yeah, it's, it's basically going to be calculated a little bit differently um, from our understanding. It's not been a priority of ours to look at it yet um, because it's going to be in 2025. We're, we're still kind of looking through everything, but um, it is going to be an easier way to calculate that credit. So overall, you think this is a great idea, the Secure 2.0, and what kind of broader impact do you think it's going to have on 401k participation and uh, you know, people being able to save for retirement? Yeah, it, I, I, overall, it's great. There's a few little pieces in here that are <clears throat> somewhat confusing uh, on, the, on the reasoning behind it. We are absolutely, our company alone is seeing an uptick in this first quarter on um, at least getting gathering information and I think that's the most important piece of it is learning what is available to you because doing a last, there's so many deadlines involved. There's so many, uh, you know, notifications that you have to give your employees and just having an understanding of what's available, what you have to do and so, so forth. That's step one. And this has gotten people to start uncovering what is there and how it can help. So um, I think it's going to, you can tell the motivation, what is the motivation behind it. And I think it's going to be great. So just kind of tell us if an employer, small employer, comes to you to LifeInc Retirement Services, kind of what's the process of helping them design or improve the 401k plan they may already have or if they don't have one, starting one? Yeah, that, so we always start with, there's two questions we ask everybody, and this is more for the group level. And the first question is, what is the priority? What's your motivation behind starting this plan? Is it to contribute to your own retirement? Is it the tax credits or, or the tax benefits in general? Or is it to recruit highly, or excuse me, highly qualified um, employees and retain them and go that, that route? So what is the motivation behind offering it? And that, that will help us narrow it down. It all, this is all you know, plan design. How do we get into that? So for example, if it, this is for you and you, you do want to help and you're interested in seeing what you'd have to give to your employees, we're going to want to go maybe a safe harbor 401k, which bypasses certain annual uh, contribution requirements and matching requirements to allow you to ma max out as an employer into your own bucket. And then if it's the other side of that, we're going to maybe shift to something a little bit uh, less stringent and you can mold and make the plan to your budget, maybe in a traditional 401k, and then we'll have to see how much can you do on the tail end. So we back into that number and that's the first question. And then the second question is how much do you want to contribute into your own, uh, into your own bucket? And that answer will narrow down to a, a very specific uh, plan design and, and we're able to do that because there's 401ks, like we talked about earlier, defined benefit plans, um, different kinds of profit sharing techniques to where, you know, is the goal to give it to you? Is, it, is the goal to give it to the employees? So by answering those two questions, 
it simplifies everything because it's such a vast world into what's available out there. The goal is to more often than not, let's get something in place so we can get you going for your retirement and help you with these tax credits. But this will really help. Just these two, two questions helps us narrow down what is the best plan for you. And you also work with solo practitioners. It's not only people with employees. If you yeah. have a solo practitioner come to you, is it the same kind of a uh, discussion or is it a different animal? Yeah, it's, it's the, what happens is that first question goes out the door, right? The first question is, what is the motivation? We know what the motivation on the for, on a solo, right? It's you. You are the motive. You, you want to contribute uh, into the plan and get the tax credits. So <clears throat> the, it, the final question is, what are you looking to contribute? What do you want to do? Because there's so many options, and some are more uh, have higher contribution levels than others. So it's just a quick narrow down on that. So is that going to be a bigger thing that more solo practitioners are going to have their own 401ks? You know, it's already been in place. I think that's an educational thing on what's available. There's SEP IRAs and simple IRAs and just regular 401ks. Um, the SECURE Act added one piece to it. The it initial, it basically helped with the deadlines a little bit, not to go too far into that. Um, but I think just the conversations that are happening out there are allowing people to figure out what is available and see what's available and know that there's a lot of options for themselves. In summing up, we have about uh, two minutes to go. Kind of sum up what difference it will make in people's lives to take full advantage of the 401k options out there today as opposed to not taking advantage of them. It's, you know, I look at it as diversification, especially for a business owner. Um, you know, investing in only your business and putting that, that's your baby, right? That's your, that's your motivation. Um, you want to put everything, your blood, sweat and tears and money into the business. And this is going to allow you to diversify that out a little bit. Um, not only are you going to invest in, um, your, your business, but you're going to invest into the markets to help diversify that. And there's, there's a, there's so many things you can do. I, I, I can't hit on this enough. Um, the plan design is, is almost fully customable, uh, customizable, um, but the investments are customizable too. It allows you, you can have as many custodians as you want under a plan. You just can't have more than one plan. So being able to invest in real estate, we can even do cryptocurrency now. We can do, not that you want to get into that right now, but you can get into all these different investments and just being able to find the partner is our goal. And we just need to find the custodian that does that. So I think we're going to, the education alone, um, the conversations are absolutely going to be um, out there to get people understanding what is available to them. That's the most important piece. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Matt Rattenberg. He is the Chief Marketing Officer at Life Inc. Retirement Services based in Columbus, Ohio. We've learned a lot about 401ks and all the new laws that have just come out, the Secure 2.0 Act. And I think you have a much better sense of all the possibilities in the 401k world today. So thanks so much for being a great guest on the Money Answer Show, Matt. Thanks, Jordan. I really appreciate it. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.